This is the 73rd episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Juliette Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. Let's get into it. Jesse Waters' mom, more Hunter Biden nonsense, and a country song got canceled. We have a very special guest on the line, a Democrat, my mom. Mom, how have you... Hello there, Mom. (laughs) How have you um, enjoyed the show so far? I have enjoyed the show. I want to say congratulations, Honey Bun. We are so proud of you and your accomplishments. (laughs) And you've worked so hard. Now let's aim to have you keep your job. And (laughs) to that end, I do have some suggestions. Okay. Do not tumble into any conspiracy rabbit holes. We do not want to lose you, and we want no lawsuits. Okay. Okay? In keeping, I I have a list here. In keeping with the Hippocratic Oath, do no harm. We need you to be kind and respectful. You yourself mentioned that humble is a stretch, so I I get that. (laughs) Use your voice responsibly to promote conversation that maintains a narrative thread. There, there really has been enough Biden bashing, and the laptop is old. <laughs> Perhaps you could suggest that your people take less interest, for example, in other people's bodies, and talk about that. Well, wait, 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 wait. We're trying to keep other people's interest away from children's bodies. That was the point uh, of that right. segment. Mom... I- I, I love you. Wait, I was, wait, 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 okay. wait, wait. I, I knew this was a bad idea. I want you to seek solution versus <laughs> fanning the flames. You okay. could encourage that Bedminster friend of yours to return to his earlier career on television. Everyone in his audience could wear a red hat, and okay. I'm sure the ratings would soar, although All never right. as high, my darling, as <laughs> yours. On Jesse Waters Primetime. Good luck. Thank you very much, Mom. I love you very much. And, I love uh, you. I'm thinking that a small dinner between five and eight all would right, be we the gotta way to go, go, Mom. This is just like how <laughs> things are at home. I love all right. you. Bye. Now, she seems like a sweet woman, and I did find her reference to Trump as the uh, your bedminster friend to be quite clever. However, I would love to take some samples of Jesse Waters' work, especially his misogyny, which is deeply rooted, to a therapist, show this person, here's a collection. Now, I know you're not going to give me a diagnosis, (laughs) but here's a collection of this person's pathology. Now, this is this person's mother calling in the show. Jesse Waters is 45 years old. 45 years old. And the father of four, two different wives, he's on wife number two, and his mother is advising him on when to eat dinner. That's what she's talking about, because he's now since, since this incident, referred about, now I have to eat dinner at Fox because I have a show at five and I have a show at eight. Well, for nearly two years, he had a show at five and he had a show at seven. And that extra hour is just too much, too much. And his mother is like, that, that's a throwaway comment at the end there, but I knew exactly what she was talking about. And I'm like, what, what is going on here? Your son is 45 years old. 
you're I'm all for healthy, you know, relationships with your mom. But this is just this is creepy and weird. It's creepy and weird. I'm saying it. I maybe some people think I'm a horrible person for being like, what is going on here? And this is all textbook denial. Textbook denial. Stay away from conspiracy theories, honey bun, and be nicer to no more Biden bashing. It's like, ma'am, Anne, her name's Anne, Anne Waters, do you know what monster your son works for? It's called Fox News. They don't care. They will say anything they want. And today we had a great example of that. I can't really discuss it too much because it will get too confusing with the newsletter podcast because it's this week, not last week. But today there was an incident that showed, proved to me yet again this network has no bottom. But Miss Mrs. Waters, your son works for a propaganda machine. They don't care if he lies. They don't care if he promotes conspiracy theories. They only care if he walks over that line into slander or defamation. And that's very specific. I just also find it a little odd that a 45-year-old man would be that tied to his mother. It seems it, To me, it's a little strange. I was raised with three siblings. We're all about the same age. If I'm bleeding, it was like, oh, do you think you need to go to the doctor? I'm like, nah, maybe. I'm good. I'm good. My mother would get all her names confused all the time. It's what happens. Catholics, they just have them in a block. They have them in a block, and then they're like, are they breathing? Good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Anyway, so I just, I find this very strange. I find this very strange. It's very odd. So last week, as the entire planet seemed to roast in extreme heat or was blasted by violent storms, Fox News was concerned about the president's troubled son and a country music video banned from CMT, country music television. The network insisted that the House investigation into Hunter Biden's tax problems would finally lead to a criminal conviction or even an impeachment of President Biden. Two whistleblowers from the IRS expressed their disgust at how Hunter Biden's tax returns were handled, but neither men could provide evidence of a vast cover-up or conspiracy. The network also continued to obsess over a small bag of cocaine found in a visitor area of the White House. An arrest in the case will affect no family's ability to fill their gas tanks or fridges, but that wasn't going to stop Fox News anchors from insisting that a random bag of cocaine was an incredibly important story. Fox News was downright pathetic last week. I didn't know how to end that. I just, but I, I just, boom, there's a sentence. I don't know what to do. It was that bad. So stories I covered last week were Fox and Friends, the first hour, The Five, and Jesse Waters primetime. I also picked up the Hannity uh, town hall with Trump, which was just like an interview, really. It wasn't really a town hall. Um, I did not include that in this newsletter. That's a separate thing. I should quickly include a word for my sponsor, the Tao Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism. They were kind enough to give me a grant that basically pays me to live to make this project. It's not a lot. Um, and it ends next month. This project is also supported by listeners of this podcast and readers of my newsletter. You could become a paid supporter by going to Patreon or my Substack. Uh, paid subscriptions are only five bucks a month. I, I went with the lowest rate they had. Um, or if you can't, you could just share, share, share the newsletter, share the podcast, give me a great review somewhere, 
or a medium review, whatever, whatever you feel comfortable doing. I just want to give a shout out to, I just hit a new threshold on Substack of 5,000 subscribers. Now there's a tiny percentage who are paid, but that's normal. And that means so much because I had no money for marketing, no money for advertising. It has just been hard work, grit, and the enthusiasm of everyone listening to this podcast right now. Thank you so much. Now, before I get to the next media clip, there's a little bit of background that we have to go over. So a country song got canceled. And on Fox News, this was a major, major story. This was number two for the week. Completely absurd. So on July 14th, a country singer named Jason Aldean debuted the music video for his new song, Try That in a Small Town. The video featured images that were presented as media coverage of the Black Lives Matter protests that followed the death of George Floyd in the summer of 2020. Gun reform activists were upset about the use of the protest imagery along with the image of Aldine's band performing in front of the Maori County Courthouse in Columbia, Tennessee, where in 1927, a young black man was lynched by a vigilante mob. The production company that selected the location for the video said in a statement to Entertainment Tonight, any alternative narrative about the reasons the courthouse was chosen were false. So the lyrics of the song were also alarming. I'm not going to do the whole song because it's, it's, it would be too long. But the, like the stanzas that are problematic are right here. Well, try that in small town. See how far you make it down the road. Round here, we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long for you to find out. I recommend you don't try that in a small town. Got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round up. Well, that shit might fly in the city. Good luck. Okay, so that's my country voice. The words seem to evoke the idea of a sundown town. Communities that were purposefully all white that black people should avoid, especially at night. The unwritten rule in these communities was that black people could face violence where they were not welcome at night or otherwise. People concerned about the video contacted CMT, Country Music Television, and the network decided to pull the video from its programming. Fox News declared that this was a great injustice and dedicated an inordinate amount of coverage to the story. And I mean inordinate. It was obnoxious. So it really was hard to take the network seriously on this one since Fox had enthusiastically promoted boycotts of Bud Light, Target, and Maybelline over the company's decisions to include products marketed towards transgender people or the use of trans models in their advertising. Some boycotts are virtuous, while others are a sign of tyranny. Now, just to be clear, there's no reference to race in the song whatsoever. But there's sort of a dog whistle in that when you're showing images from Black Lives Matter protests, which would include people of color, and then you say, uh, got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round up. Well, that shit might fly in the city. Good luck. And it also, some of the other lyrics included very specific crimes like, oh, you did this, you did that, yada, yada. So I, I can see what people were concerned about this song. Um, this first clip is from The Five on Thursday, and it's Greg Gutfeld doing his typical, he does this all the time, racism isn't really a thing, is basically his defense, and it's a little bit more twisted what he says here. Only in this current race-baiting media culture can an anti-crime message 
also be seen as anti-black. Why does your brain say black when you see crime? And I'm not asking the people at home. I'm asking the media, right? There was no race imagery in that video. There was no lynching imagery in that video. But the liberals and the media, they see black people in this. They feel black people in this. It's because the media has said it is, uh, it is racist to condemn violence. They are the ones doing the conflation. By excusing violence in the name of social justice, we've now gone to the next natural step. Anti-violence now means anti-black. Apparently, if you, if you are disgusted by looting or mob violence or smash and grabs and it sickens you and you think the Second Amendment protects you from that, you are a white supremacist. You see what happened there? Who's saying this? It's the media. This is why I don't, I don't even fault people who say this video was racist, because that's not their opinion, right? It's not their opinion. It's been drilled into them. It's an opinion that has been put into your heads. It's shaping their narratives. It's not their own. The same people that are calling out this thing that this was a, this was a location for a lynching, do you think that was their original opinion? Do you think that every person that's been on TV goes, oh, my God, I recognize that place. It's from 100 years ago. It's a, no, 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 no. Nobody in the media has an original opinion about anything. It comes from somewhere else. So. So, yeah, there's a lot to unpack with that short monologue. For starters, it's Greg Gutfeld sitting on the set of a propaganda network calling all other media propaganda, saying that people who consume other media can't think for themselves, that we are, you know, brainwashed, we are completely manipulated by all of these other news channels. Okay. And then he's gaslighting by saying, well, why would you assume black people? Why would you assume crime equals black people? City equals black people. Hmm. Why would you think that? Okay, now they, the band and Jason Aldean himself made no, they did not hide the fact that the imagery used in the video was supposed to be representative of the 2020 uh, protests, in some cases riots, that occurred that summer in, in reaction to George Floyd's murder. So... <laughs> That's a very specific thing to focus on in a music video. And to say that, oh, that somehow doesn't represent race is, is, is puzzling to me. Like, how do you keep moving reality around? So you show protests that were very much focused on violence against black people, in this case, lethal violence, and you're saying that that does not have anything to do with race. So now the plot thickens because things get even weirder. So Aldine was asked about this and he said, there isn't a single video clip that isn't real news coverage, referring to the video, meaning all of the, everything you see is real. So how can you criticize me? I just put a song to it. Well, a TikTok user, Destiny Stark, took time to painstakingly go through the entire video frame by frame and she revealed that several of the video clips were from protests and riots outside of the United States, a few that were over a decade old. So, Aldine, <laughs> oops. <laughs> it's mostly Black Lives Matter, but there are there, there's clips from Germany, uh, Ukraine, Canada that have absolutely nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. There's a Molotov cocktail shot that has nothing to do with the Black Lives Matter uh, protests. So, anyway... Saldine is also quoted as saying, 
Try that in a small town for me refers to the feeling of a community that I had growing up where we took care of our neighbors, regardless of differences of background or belief. Okay, that's a nice thing to say, but here's the problem. Aldine is not credited as a writer for Try This in a Small Town, and he's originally from Macon, Georgia, a medium-sized city of 153,000 people. Aldine is also known for a song that's called Rear View Town, which includes these lyrics, and I'm not going to do the whole song, don't worry. Again, I'm going back to the country voice. Here we go. I could tough it out, but what's the use? A place that small, it's hard to do. Too much of her to run into, and so much road to somewhere new. And this whole song, like half the song is just re the repeating of a rear view town. I can do better than that, that rear view town. And they actually show, cannot make this up. In that video, you see little glimmers that say Macon, Georgia. <laughs> like, I'm leaving it. I'm going. I'm going on the road. And then there's shots of him, like, on the road. You know, like a lot of musicians. Look at me. I'm on the road. I'm in a bus. I'm on the road. I'm on a stage. I'm unpacking. I'm in on the road. That's like a trope. Like, so many rock bands, like, when they get to a point where every other video is like, I'm on the road, missing you, on the road, thinking about the millions I'm making. You know, you kind of, you might lose your audience a little bit. It's like, you might, I don't know. So to add another dark layer to this crazy story, um, coincidentally in 2017, Aldine was performing as the headliner in Las Vegas, the final night of the Route 91 Harvest Festival when a gunman sprayed the crowd in a hail of bullets from a hotel window for over 10 minutes, killing 58 and injuring over 850 people. You'd think that Aldine would maybe not choose a song where he's talking about guns and, like, retrib... I mean, it's disappointing. Um, so... Fox just would not let this story die. It was just Hunter Biden and this story. Hunter Biden and this story. And I'm like, please stop showing clips from this video. And they would show the clips from the video that weren't um, as upsetting. You know, just the whole like, ah, you try that in a small town. Okay, so here's Jesse Watershakes. It's a very short clip. But I just, I was, I just, my jaw dropped a little bit because it's so sanctimonious. And this is a network that's just all about destroy, destroy, destroy anything woke. And I was told artists shouldn't be censored. The media told us there's nothing more paramount than an artist's creative expression. We were able to make whatever movie we wanted, paint any picture we want, write any song we want, write any book we want. And that's what makes America great, right? So that's absolutely ridiculous of Jesse Waters, if you know the network at all. Because as he's saying, you know, it's American to be uh, expressive and to be creative and do what you want and write a song that you want. But if you're a trans model or spokesperson in a Bud Light spot on TikTok, we will come down on you. Like, really? And like the Barbie movie is a great example because they were trashing that before it even opened. And they would have like a panel of like three women and they would literally say stuff like, we haven't seen the movie yet. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I read an article that it is woke. <laughs> and uh, that's my Rachel Campos Duffy. I'm just doing my Rachel Campos Duffy. I read an article that it was woke and uh, I, I'm not going to go see that. I'm not taking my girls. I'm not taking my girls to that. 
<laughs> it's trash. That's that's Fox. So you know they automatically hate everything. But you know how dare you criticize something um, that they like? So I several followers. I'm just gonna wedge this one in. It's quick. Of decoding Fox News pointed out on Twitter, and I remember this that another country group, the Dixie Chicks, faced harsh public backlash and a series of bans and boycotts in 2003 after they declared publicly their disappointment with the then President George W. Bush and his administration's actions in the Iraq War. Protesters staged events where former fans smashed the group's CDs and radio stations refused to play their songs. Conservative media trashed the group for years afterward. I'm not kidding. Years. There's a documentary about it. I guess it's only un-American to ban certain country singers. So you'd think the Dixie Chicks might have come up at least once during the many segments about Aldine last week, but they weren't mentioned at all. So, you know, keeping it real with Fox. Now things are going to get even weirder uh, because if you were on Twitter last week, you might have wondered why Pat Boone was trending briefly. But I'll show you. I'll show you exactly why he was he's trending. So Pat Boone... He's a country singer. He's, I think, in his 90s. Uh, was invited on Jesse Waters to talk about the controversy with this song. Because, again, Fox News wouldn't let this die. Any other network, this was probably like a five-minute segment, and that was it. And Fox News is like, let's ride this or die. Let's just take it into the ground. We can't talk about anything else, so we're just going to push this story. Here's Pat Boone. Pat, what is happening to country music? It's gotten sick. I can't believe it's country music. I'm thinking about Trace Atkins, you know, and, and of course, many of those songs were, uh, they were very supportive of opposing America's enemies. What we're not taking into account is that many of our enemies are in our own house. And uh, they're in our own countries, in our own streets. I live in a small town called Beverly Hills. And believe it or not, just up the street not long ago, broad daylight, three hoodlums broke into a house up the street, and, and the police had to remove us from our house while they searched because two uh, of the criminals they caught, but one got away down the back alley over here, and they thought he might have gotten into our yard. Meanwhile, a neighbor, a, a tough little Italian lady uh, named uh, Josephine Rosigno, she had taken some shooting lessons and had a gun sitting in her lap, and I called her to see if she was aware of what was happening. It was right next door here in Beverly Hills, the small town of Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. And she said she was sitting there in the kitchen with her gun in her lap, hoping the guy would come in. <laughs> she, wanted to, uh, she wanted to discourage him in a very positive way. Why had she gone to all the training to use that gun? Pat Boone, ladies and gentlemen. Pat Boone, hoodlums. Okay, what I, I don't even know what to do with a clip like that. I knew I had to post it, and that's why it was trending. So Beverly Hills is actually an affluent city with a population of 31,896 people inside of Los Angeles County, which has a total population of 9.8 million. So most people wouldn't refer to it as a small town, but, you know, Boone is entitled to his opinion. And, boy, that's just, oh, my goodness. Um, you know, and I, I get it. If somebody did break into your home and that person was armed, you, you could shoot them. But just the, uh, the, wow. I just, you know, and that little old lady is, she's really putting a lot of faith in that gun and her training because somebody could just break into the back of her home. And oops, now 
you know, maybe, I don't know, they could steal her gun, shoot her, so many things could happen. And I would also point out that Beverly Hills would probably have a, you know, very, uh, probably extensive police force and people have security systems and cameras and all kinds of stuff that you wouldn't have necessarily in an actual small town. So this is the last one of this like series. This is my personal favorite because this is the one that I just was like, are you, are you out of your mind? I was screaming, screaming at my computer, screaming. And it's everybody's favorite. Judge Janine, how dare you? I am gonna, here's the thing. Just stop it. I, look, I did a podcast today and I freaked him out when I start doing Judge Janine. I don't think they saw this coming. They didn't know that I had it in me. They thought, who's that blonde lady? Why is she talking like that? And I said, give me some boxed wine. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about a song that no one has protested, oh. it, that we certainly are not talking about at this table, called F the Police by oh. N.W.A. Well, I'll just goodness. read two of the lyrics, two okay. sentences. Beat a police officer out of shape. When finished, bring the yellow tape. Tape off the scene of our slaughter. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I don't hear anyone talking no about that. Right. Now, why? Why is it so different now? Judge Janine, I'm going to give you the first hint of why nobody's bringing up F the Police. Here's that first hint. That song debuted in 1988. That was kind of a while back. So the public reaction when that song came out was harsh. The song was banned on many radio stations, public libraries, and retail chains. The Secret Service and the FBI, along with the LAPD and several other police unions, condemned it. The group even received a letter from the FBI, which read in part, law enforcement officers dedicate their lives to the protection of our citizens. And recordings such as the one from NWA are both discouraging and degrading to these brave, dedicated officers. So Judge Jeanine Pirro is simply rewriting history. Now, I remember that because I was like a a teenager tween, very young teenager. I'm admitting how old I am. In 1988, and everybody lost their minds. F the police was not like, oh, well, that's just a song. No, that's just a song. It was like, oh, my, the end of civilization. People lost their minds. I still am like, wow, when I hear it today. When I hear it somewhere, I'm like, they're playing that? They're playing that song. Wow. <laughs> wow. They're, they're playing that song. Because it was like... Everybody lost their mind. Everybody lost their mind. Everybody lost their mind. It was not a subtle reaction. So that, I mean, that's why I was screaming at my TV set. I was like, are you out of your, are you out of your mind? Come on. Stop lying. 1988 was a long time ago. I know because I'm old and I was alive in 1988. I have the lower back pain to prove it. Anybody of a certain age knows what I'm talking about. You get up in the morning and you're like, what the hell is that? I can't stand up. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm suddenly talking like I'm from Brooklyn. I Sometimes it just comes out of me. What do you want from me? What do you want? I'm really from Missouri, and I don't talk like this, but I can fake it. You see what I'm doing? Do you see what I'm doing? I don't know who this character is. It just comes out of me. I don't understand it. It's like a disease. It's like, ugh. Okay, okay, I'm goofing around. I'm goofing. It's like really late. Okay, so this next one, we're shifting to Hunter Biden, which is everybody's favorite story. That's my laughing to keep from crying laugh because I absolutely cannot stand the Hunter Biden story. I've hated it from day one. I've hated it. I would just glaze over when they'd start talking about it. I'm like, please don't, don't do it again. Oh, we're doing it again. 
Please stop it. Oh, I hate this story. So anyway, um, so I'm going to play this next clip. And this, this exploded on Twitter. And it surprised me because I see this all the time. And for some reason, I thought to stick this on Twitter. And I thought, oh, I see. The rest of the world doesn't watch 20 hours of Fox every week. Doesn't know this. I forget. I kind of get in a weird Fox universe. Aaron Rupar and I and Kat, we can discuss things like a code that no cat from media matters that like nobody can understand because it's we're in fox world we're in foxland foxland anyway so this is greg gutfeld doing another version of the big lie it's absurd but here we go out of this is f the fbi revealing that they knew the laptop was real the day the new york post article came out and they didn't fess up they suggested otherwise you had the, that letter you had the public believing one thing that wasn't true and that's and that the irony of that is that's how you got president biden if that if that if that had gone the way it should have followed the truth trump would have won and then we'd be talking about of course trump's 15th impeachment yeah. instead of these hearings all we want is the truth <clears throat> so fox has pushed this pretty much since the election this is one version of the big lie the people who you know, I don't know about you, but in New York City, the day Biden was announced the winner of the last election, people spontaneously broke out dancing. I walked all the way from um, Columbus Circle, which is at like 59th, and I, I had a camera. I was in grad school. I was taking pictures. And um, there were just people dancing all throughout Times Square, people dancing anywhere there was a street. And then... I cannot make this up. And then from every car imaginable, uh, you heard the same, there's like a hip hop song that's F Donald Trump, uh, F Donald Trump playing everywhere, like on a loop and people hugging each other. I'm not making this up. All throughout the city, it was like one big party. Everyone was so, ha it wasn't like, oh, Biden's gonna, no, it was that horrible, horrible man is gone. That's what the vibe was. People were like, Biden's fine. Biden's fine. Biden's fine. He's fine. He's an old white man. He's fine. He's fine. He's been VP. We're going to be fine. <laughs> that was the general attitude. But it was like, oh my God, Trump is gone. So the attitude that people like that would change their mind based on Hunter Biden. What? What? I, I no, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a moment. They Fox generally underestimates the deep-seated hatred that a lot of people have for Trump. They just don't take it seriously. Now, this next clip is Hunter Biden and the cocaine story that won't die. Again, they found the cocaine July 2nd. It's July 25th. They're still talking about it. Um, this gentleman is named Jordan Belfort, and he is the um, he was sort of the crook, the white-collar criminal the drug user who inspired the film Wolf of Wall Street. This is a very shady man. He claims he's reformed. He claims he's sober. I'm just, I'm not going to talk about his sobriety, but I used to work in nightclubs, worked at House of Blues, and I worked at um, Webster Hall, which is a famous nightclub in New York City. I was a stage manager. Uh, and I've seen a lot of people on cocaine. And that's all I'm going to say. Uh, here's the signs. People keep asking me, because we've talked about this on Twitter, clenched jaw, eyes that dart, sweating, 
and rapid fire speaking, rapid fire and very loud. They have no control of the volume of their voice and they will just speak like that. Now I'm just gonna play this clip and you can judge it however you wanna judge it. Listen, obviously I, I don't know for sure, but here's my theory. Uh, the obvious person to point to is Hunter Biden. Why? Because the action, like what people aren't focused on is why would someone take it out of their pocket and leave it somewhere? The answer is because when you're in that mindset of an addict, you want to have like little drop points so you can kind of sneak in, take a quick hit, leave it there to safekeeping and come back. So it was being stored somewhere. In other words, you could easily keep it in your pocket, get in and out without getting detected. So the person that put it there had to be there on a consistent basis to keep using it undetected. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, listen, hopefully he stopped, but people typically don't stop using a drug unless they've suffered massive consequences. And this guy hasn't suffered consequences for anything, whether it's not declaring taxes, whether it's going on the board of Burisma and, like, you know, why was he there, whether it's becoming a famous artist overnight and selling scribble scrabble for, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars, no consequences there. So why would he have stopped using drugs, I wonder, when there's no consequences? Typically, that's just not the way it happens, although I seriously hope he's not still an addict. That's my theory. Yeah, we, we hope he's not back. But you're saying if you're an addict, you don't like to have it on you all the time. You like to maybe keep it in a little spot. You will sometimes have it on you. You'll have it in one spot that's uh, not detected by cameras. So the person had to know where the cameras weren't looking, right? So that's the first thing. He'll probably have two, three, four different little drop spots that he could just sneak in or she could sneak in, take a quick hit or two, and there you go. Now, I don't think it's Joe Biden because, listen, he'd probably sound a lot sharper on TV if he was using coke. But, you know, I think if you had to look at someone there, I would think, and again, no proof here, that Hunter is the obvious culprit. Now, some of this is sort of a visual uh, element, which I'll describe. So when Belfort was speaking, he kept like awkwardly leaning into the camera, which was odd. And his mannerisms were kind of touched. It was like he was speeding up sort of as he was talking. It was very odd. Um, another thing that I wanted to point out is that, um, I, you know, I, I think it's very unethical for Belfort to be speaking about a complete and total stranger like this and making assumptions about him, especially considering the circumstance. Uh, and I, it did, didn't make a lot of sense to me because I've known addicts and they, the, the idea that they would leave something as precious as their their drug, whatever they're taking, if it's booze, if it's um, cocaine, if it's crack, whatever, that they would just leave that scattered around. They usually hide it. That definitely, because they don't want you to know they're using, but it's so important to them. The idea that they would just casually leave it and, oops, somebody found it. I, I'm not buying that. I think what happened here, I have no idea what happened here, but I don't think it was like a drop. That doesn't make any sense. They've tried to imply that a criminal dropped it for, a drug dealer dropped it for Hunter and then Hunter would pick it up later. Seems crazy because Hunter wasn't there. Um, and that seems like really high risk. Like White House, you're going to drop it in a cubby when Hunter's not there. I mean, I'm not buying that. And it was the visitor area, which is not an area where the family is. None of this made any sense. So anyway, now I'm going to play a clip that I, I did separately. You may have seen it. I just find this very funny. It's a nice way to end the clips for the week. This is Juicy Goes Rogue. So this is the scene um, that it is a standalone clip on my Substack, but it's just so funny. It got like 2.5 million views on Twitter because <laughs> all I did was zoom 
in on Ansley and Brian Kilmeade, just the reaction. And it was funny because they just were looking enraged as uh, Ducey just kept talking. Just happy-go-lucky Ducey. So I thought it would be a, a nice way to button uh, this the media clips for this episode before we get into the rest. So here it is. Ducey goes, Ducey goes rogue. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's more, it sounds like from what we've seen and what uh, lawyers have said to the press behind the scenes and stuff like that, it sounds like it's more than just protesting that he lost the election. It sounds like they've assembled evidence about uh, tactics that the former president used to try to hold on to power after he lost in 2020, uh, assembling slates of so-called fake electors from swing states that the president had at that point lost, uh, pressured state officials to block or delay Joe Biden's win, and of course famously on January 6th, uh, tried to persuade the vice president not to certify the uh, election results in the electoral college that's just some of the stuff that could be in involved remember we know all, all that all, all we know for sure is according to the source at abc there are three federal statutes we don't know exactly the evidence we just know that that is and the it, case that has been uh, levied against him in the past and, and who knows that indictment may come tomorrow or wednesday or thursday and if it comes next week i'm going to be like come on <laughs> sorry i'm getting a little loopy i'm getting a little loopy so Whew. Next up, we've got stories Fox News ignored every week. I compare five hours of the PBS NewsHour to the coverage I've watched on Fox News. The following is a list of stories PBS News covered that Fox did not. Here we go. A state judge blocked Iowa's six-week abortion ban. The new law will be placed on hold until the court's final decision. A second experimental drug has shown promise in slowing the progression of Alzheimer's. Eli Lilly Company has seeked FDA approval for Donanmab. It's a new drug. PBS produced an extended segment about the use of police tasers that have resulted in accidental death. PBS also included several segments about the war in Ukraine, which included the Russian strikes in Odessa and Turkey's attempt to rebuild a deal with Russia to allow Ukraine to export grain. Russia suspended grain exports after the Ukrainians damaged a bridge to Crimea. Younger people are facing a housing crisis in the UK. The country has a shortfall of over 4 million new units for younger home buyers. Israeli, now this one's been updated, but I have to go with what they did last week. Israeli protesters blocked the Israel stock exchange in Tel Aviv over the far right government's proposed judicial reform that would limit the power of the Supreme Court. Now we found out today that they did limit the power of the Supreme Court and Oh my goodness, just awful. So PBS produced a segment about the rights of Native American tribes, water rights to the Colorado River and surrounding tributaries. Collectively, Native American tribes own 30% of the water rights to the river, which has been depleted due to overuse and climate change. PBS interviewed SAG after president Fran Drescher about the dual writer strike WGA and actors SAG after strike. It is the first time in 63 years the unions have gone on strike at the same time. As part of its Women's World Cup coverage, PBS included a segment about how women athletes are far more likely to experience anterior cruciate ligament, ACL tears, around their knees than male athletes are. ACL tears are especially common in women soccer players. Iraqi protesters angered by a planned burning of the Quran in Sweden stormed the Swedish embassy in Iraq and started a small fire. No one was hurt during the protest. 
Chinese hackers may have obtained unclassified emails of the U.S. ambassador to China. U.S. officials operate with the assumption that emails on the unclassified network can be hacked. So they didn't get anything, basically, is what they're saying. A gunman killed two construction workers in a work-related attack in Auckland, New Zealand. The shooter had previously had previous charges for domestic violence for attacking his girlfriend. He was shot and killed by police. New York City will pay out $13 million to hundreds of people arrested during the protest about the killing of George Floyd in the summer of 2020. According to lawyers for the plaintiffs, it was the largest class action lawsuit for protesters in the United States. The Senate Judiciary Committee passed new ethics rules for the Supreme Court amid scrutiny of justices receiving large gifts and trips from Republican donors. The new guidelines are unlikely to pass the full Senate. The Biden administration proposed new guidelines for corporate mergers, junk fees charged by landlords, and launched a crackdown on price gouging in the food industry. As part of its new series, this is good. This is really good. Check it out on YouTube. America at a Crossroads, produced by Jerry Rudruff, PBS included a focus group of Iowa Republican voters, led by Sarah Longwell. The series is based on exploring the deep political divides and polarization in the United States. Twelve Major League Baseball teams scored in double digits on the same night last week. This is the first time this has happened since 1894. Germany, the largest economy in the European Union, has slipped into a recession. The German economy accounts for 30% of the Eurozone. Higher energy prices due to the war in Ukraine and a downturn during COVID-19 have both contributed to the slowdown. Dan Snyder, the former owner of the Washington Commanders, will have to pay a $60 million fine to the NFL for sexually harassing an employee and withholding revenue from the league. Snyder sold the team in May to an investment group led by Josh Harris. The civil conflict in Sudan entered its fourth month. So far, thousands have been killed. Three million people have left their homes and 750,000 have migrated to other countries. The mass grave discovered in West Darfur two weeks ago was a direct result of the conflict. 15 people sued the state of Texas over its strict restrictions on abortion. Four women have alleged they were denied life-saving emergency care due to severe pregnancy complications. A federal judge refused to take over the New York State case against Trump in his role to pay hush money to an adult film actress. A federal judge also upheld the $5 million jury verdict against Donald Trump in the rape and defamation case brought against him by columnist E. Jean Carroll. If Donald J. Trump wins the presidential election in 2024, he plans to expand the power of the executive branch while limiting federal agencies. The U.N. humanitarian aid chief warned about increased hunger in developing nations if exports of Ukraine grain are limited. Lawmakers in Alabama refused to draw a new second-majority black congressional district in direct defiance of a recent Supreme Court ruling ordering them to do so. The White House announced that several companies focused on artificial intelligence agreed to voluntary safety guidelines. An investigation by Futuro Investigates found hundreds of migrants reported sexual abuse at U.S. detention centers. Official records and testimonies showed details of 308 sexual assault and sexual abuse complaints 
filed by immigrants detained in ICE facilities nationwide between 2015 and 2021. A new trial date has been set for May 20th, 2024 in the federal criminal classified document case against former President Donald J. Trump. Tony Bennett, the legendary jazz singer, died at the age of 96 after a long battle with Alzheimer's. Bennett's career spanned over seven decades with more than 150 recordings. A lifelong Democrat, Mr. Bennett participated in the Selma to Montgomery Civil Rights March in 1965 and once performed for Nelson Mandela. He toured as late as 2015 with Lady Gaga before retiring in 2021. So moving on to the top five categories for Fox News uh, for last week. And this is, I will say this out loud, the most embarrassing, most pathetic top five categories. I've, I put this chart together and just said, shut up. This is, this is terrible. This is terrible. Hunter Biden, number one at 14%. Country song canceled at 8%. RFK Jr., hopeless candidate. It's never going to get anywhere. 8%. Cocaine found in the White House, which again was found on July 2nd. 6%. And the last category was just bashing trans people in various segments for 4%. That is horrible. You're disgusting. I hate you. PBS top five categories were Ukraine war, 12%. Extreme weather, 9%. Trump classified document trial, 5%. No labels, third party. That was getting, that was getting pressed all over the place. 5%. And then the Republican Voter Focus Group, 4%. Legitimate things that you should be covering. Oh, my goodness. Words used on Fox for the week ending, July 23rd, 23. Biden, 433. Hunter Biden, 186. Trump, 183. So that was Hunter Biden mentioned three times more than Trump. Ridiculous. Crime. 67, China Chinese, 66, small town, the phrase, 63, RFK Jr., 58, cocaine, 57, border, 48, DeSantis, all the way down to 24, inflation, 16, canceled, 16, Hillary, for Hillary Clinton, 8, climate change, 5, heat wave, 3, Fetterman, 1, and believe it or not, drumroll please, drumroll please, AOC, Zero, nada, zip, nothing. It's happened. It's only happened like three times. It happened. AOC, and I double-checked for Cortez, not mentioned. Ah! Now, before my neighbors beat me. It's an apartment building. You know, in 1960s. Anyway, that's when it was built. Not the, not pre-war. I don't have those beautiful, huge, high ceilings. I don't have moldings. Ah! No, I have a 1960s building. It's what I could afford. I love this building. I love my apartment. Anyway, I don't have a neighbor. I don't have a roommate. I'm, I'm getting delirious. I'm tired. Okay, so I wanted to address something that happened today and uh, something I clipped today that went completely viral. It's like 2.5 million. They might address it tomorrow on Fox. They might not. They probably won't. But it has gone so viral that they might. Who knows? Um, Greg Gutfeld said something absolutely horrific about the Holocaust. I was so upset by it that I had, it's only, again, a handful of times if I had to walk away from my computer and just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, but that happened today. I walked away from my computer. I actually cried. 
I was so mad. And then I had to come down. I had to post it. And I knew it would get that reaction that it got. And it did get the reaction that it got. And I, I, I almost threw up. It was that bad. I'm telling you. Um, I, I felt bad about it because I didn't want to amplify it. But then I was like, no, he just did. He just did. He just said that on the most popular show on cable television. I think The Five is still the most popular show. It I, doesn't really matter. And to make matters worse, he said it to his Jewish co-host, Jessica Tarla. And she she did not react well to it. But then, you know, she, she, she got back, you know, she didn't... And I'm not criticizing her at all. She can react however she wants. Um, it's her... I, you know, I'm not going to tell another person how to react to something like that. I was disgusted by it. Uh, the general reaction to his comment has been disgusting. I can't even repeat it because I'm going to get too upset. Um, but yeah, and I'm just sharing this with you because, you know, we're, we're kind of on this ride together. Um, and, uh, you know, it, this is a really, really hard job sometimes. And, and today was one of those times where I was like, I don't even, why is this on cable television? Why did you just say that to millions of people? And that, that no one came out and fired you on the spot. Why does this network exist? I don't know. I mean, I can laugh about it all the times, but today was really, really hard. I sound like my mom. She says that. She always goes, really, 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 really. Okay, I'm pulling myself out of this. But anyway, thank you so much for supporting this project. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I have to see a time where something as evil and horrible as Fox News doesn't exist. Even though it means I won't have a job. I have to figure something out. But anyway, just, I don't know, just, we got to get rid of this bad mojo. So just hug a friend, call a relative, pet a cat, pet a dog, pick up flowers for no reason. Do something nice, do something random and nice to a friend for no reason. Just don't, don't even say it. Just pick up their package, bring it to their front door. I'm saying this as somebody who lives in an apartment building. But just, you know, we got to stop this bad energy. Um, I, I, I couldn't play the clip. I'm not playing the clip. Uh, it might be included in next week's... Um, podcast when I've calmed down about it a little bit but it was really really bad and thank you for supporting uh, Decoding Fox News see you at the next podcast and my cats Odin and Thor thank you as well bye